Hello and welcome back to the OGV Community Catch-Up Podcast, a series of podcasts on OGV Energy. For this series, we wanted to shine a spotlight on businesses within our fantastic OGV community to find out what they do, what their role in the energy sector is, and hopefully to make the sector a little bit less intimidating for those looking to get involved. I've got with me today Anne McRobb from the eponymously named Specialist Consultancy Anne McRobb Associates Limited. How are you doing, Anne? I am fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. So, um, tell me about Anne McRobb Associates. What do you do? Okay, so my business is Anne McRobb Associates and we social specialised in training and competency, HSCQ, auditing and industry compliance consultancy services for the energy sector. Our services include uh, competence assuring, HSEQ, industry compliance, uh, training and development and auditing. Um, basically, I set up the business back in 2012, following an award in career support, supporting energy majors around the world with their training competency requirements. I wanted to use everything that I had learned and experienced over the last 20 plus years to create a consultancy dedicated to setting the foundation for best practice and workforce competency and equipment suitability. What basically makes us different is firstly our personal but highly experienced approach. So in addition, we recognise how the industry is shifting and the huge requirement to assess skills, training and competency to ensure safe operations. Industry bodies are clamping down to ensure competency and certification is in place, and I believe that there is a need for a multidisciplined approach to begin bridging the gap between training and competency, HSEQ, inspection, auditing and third-party verification. So basically, to implement our multidiscipline service, we work together with a number of trusted subject matters experts and regularity bodies to strengthen the industry compliance process for our clients. This enables us to achieve industry-recognised competency accreditation and ensure consistency within workforce equipment and standards. And our dedicated team is committed to achieving the highest level of assurance for our clients and our partners. So uh, you're, you're based in Aberdeen. Is that where most of your work is conducted? No, we're based in Aberdeen, but we have supported um, projects all over over the world. So we uh, finished uh, a big project uh, working for a Norwegian operator, and we're um, we've got uh, associates that are basically um, in different locations that we can reach out to different clients. Okay, so are there any sort of projects going on, both sort of you know locally or or internationally, that you're quite excited about right now? Yeah, we've got um, we've got quite a few projects that um, are within the within the UK at the moment. Certainly, offshore, we're supporting uh, uh, an operator um, with implementing their their competency program, and that's uh, offshore, onshore. Um, we've got. Um, quite a few other um, clients that are with different functions within the oil and gas so a lot of um, aviation side of things as well so we, we do have quite a mixture of um, clients that we're working with. Okay so um, is that is that across all sort of different disciplines within the energy sector or are there certain uh, certain areas you tend to focus on like oil and gas? No, we do. Uh, we have got oil and gas, we've got into renewables, we've also got uh, the marine side of things, we've got into nuclear plants. So we do have quite a varied structured drilling um, process. So we do have a lot of um, different fields that we work within as well. Okay. Um, so you said your company has been around for uh, sort of nearly 10 years now. 
what have been the biggest achievements you've you've had during that time frame? The biggest achievements um, for us basically as an organization is basically being able to grow the business. Um, so basically for the last nine years, it was predominantly myself, but then obviously with the pandemic last year and things changing um, allowed me to spend a lot more time, um, spending more time within the business to grow it. Um, and it and certainly it's certainly going that way. Okay. Um, and then have you faced any sort of, uh, are there any challenges that you faced uh, while growing the business as well? Yeah, so basically, um, I would probably say with when the pandemic basically um, hit us last year, we we were we were like everybody else. We were working across the energy sector. We experienced challenges getting offshore and on site to support clients due to the ongoing travel restrictions. For much of the year, our services were deemed not essential, but basically, even in our eyes, they were absolutely um, critical to the business, certainly all the competency and the training. So despite these uh, logistical challenges, we continued to guide and advise clients remotely and had to find a new way of working. So for me personally, this meant upping my game on the IT front and getting customised to video calls and adapting our communication. Um, we also have been quite fortunate that the business has grown organically through word of mouth and referrals over the last nine years. And we've had an extensive network, which means that we're always busy. So for, for us, as I was just saying there, that during the lockdown, this was a, a course of a slower pace to the business. But this was not a bad thing for us. It allowed Anne McGraw Associates to take some time to reflect uh, on our operations. Um, I have very much used the last 12 months to not only think deeply on where I saw the business going, but also consider wider industry challenges, gaps in the markets, as well as explore new opportunities to help identify and solidify our new uh, compliance offering, which is a new service that, that we're offering. Um, again, I'm very motivated and a positive thinker. So the pandemic didn't put pause to my drive and commitment. We have continued to score new clients, both onshore and offshore, which is just fantastic. Some of these are long-standing loyal clients that have remained supportive to us, as you mentioned earlier. So Coastal was one of them um, that we were working onshore and offshore with, and also new companies that we're uh, delighted to be supporting. So one of our new clients that we're supporting right now is Well Safe Solutions, and that's onshore and offshore um, with, with their key personnel. So again, We've also kept our close links to the industry bodies um, in place, working alongside the likes of OG UK, delivering presentations and learning about new sub-markets of this sector, including aviation. We also positioned ourselves to deliver a series of in-house um, training programmes in line with the UPITO's announcement to their change into their, their training criteria, but assessing internal verifiers, allowing independent training companies to deliver these in-house courses in line with the UPITO training standard. We also took the opportunity to work with a local marketing company, um, a local marketing agency to invest more time and money to devise a marketing structure. So that was a big bit for us. Um, this has supported us to launch our new integrated approach, but improve our communications and proactively tell our news and developments in an engaging professional way to raise the profile of the consultancy. And again, this has really stretched my comfort zone, to be honest, because featuring on social media, taking part in International Women's Day feature videos, being in the local newspaper and industry trade press is, is honestly alien to me. And also saying, as I said, um, 
this is my first recording of a podcast and I actually had to ask my husband like what is all this about (laughs) (laughs) and so if you'd actually told me that this is something that I would be doing 12 months ago I would have never have believed you but seriously all in all it's been a very strange year for everyone more difficult for some um, than others I'm extremely proud of what we have all achieved and as I said it's given us a really good time to reflect on the business and where we want to go and I must say this last six months has been like fantastic for us we've moved at such a fast pace yeah I think the uh I think that's something the pandemic's done for a lot of people they've it's uh it's forced people to, to kind of come out of their comfort zone a little bit and I suppose that can that can be seen as a good thing but uh just just before we move on a little bit just talk a bit more about the pandemic uh I notice on your website you talk about training and development courses you're involved with that can you just tell me a little bit about those Yeah, so basically for um, like the training side of things, we um, deliver, uh, we do the SVQ management um, training courses. So we deliver them. We also now with the OPITO change and the criteria, um, they're allowing companies to deliver in-house assessor and verifier training in line with the OPITO training standard criteria. So again, that's new to the industry. So we got recognised for that um, in January and we've now got clients that we're actually uh, delivering that service to, as I said, onshore and offshore, um, which is really, really good. Um, So yeah, we do have a number of clients that we're delivering that do. I am a qualified trainer um and uh, have all the qualifications for doing it for uh, designing them and delivering them just uh relating that into COVID is a lot of that done via zoom and teams nowadays yeah it a lot of it has been but again we're still um some of the clients now are obviously um winning contracts looking to gain more contracts so for us I mean as I say, we're going offshore, I'm going offshore, and I'm delivering these courses offshore at uh, at locations as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of, of different ways that it can be delivered. Okay. So um, we've already touched on it quite, quite a bit, actually, but uh, the, the pandemic and the COVID pandemic has been sort of the big story over the past year, and it has dominated almost everything. So yeah. um, can you just tell me a little bit more about how it's affected about your company and the sort of the way you do your business? Well, as, as, as I said earlier, like we've had to adapt to clients' requirements, clients' clients' needs. Um, as I said earlier, you know, it was difficult for us to get offshore, you know, competency training, um, you know, looking at your your auditing and looking at your, your compliance. A lot of that is obviously offshore, but um, and again, a lot of it is actually crucial. So we had to adapt to Zoom calls, team calls. Um, rewriting you know a lot of our processes in line with the clients needs to meet their demand to meet their um you know their demands with their their awarding bodies and their organizations so yeah we've had to move quite quick on a lot of things that we used to take for granted with being in a classroom or going into the clients and so yeah we've we have changed our, our working ways with that so there will have been quite a lot of hardships we felt as a result of the pandemic but do you think there's been op- any opportunities as well yeah, absolutely. Like certainly for, um, as I said, the, the training side of things, you know, the the OPITO criteria that was changed, which is quite, which which is good for for smaller organisations. As I said, there's still companies out there that are still, you know, bidding for work, looking for work. We've been conducting audits for clients. We've been uh, supporting, providing assessor, uh, verifiers, disciplined experts um, to help these organisations meet their their cli- their client requirements and also their awarding bodies. So for us, honestly and truthfully, um, we've we've never actually stopped. 
So, so what about the way you work? Is that is a lot? Of, is a lot of that working from home now, or are you still? Yes. Uh, yeah. So, is, that, yeah. has that changed the sort of the way that you um the way that you operate as a business? Uh, yeah. So we yeah because basically we were always used to traveling, always been offshore, working within the clients' environment. So now basically we're still doing the same jobs, we're still working the same way, but it's actually done a lot remotely. Yeah, I imagine as a consultancy. A lot of your work will be talking and interacting with people do you think that's um the way that you interact with your clients has that changed um not really because we've still got we've still got that really good um close relationship with our clients so our clients knew you know a lot of our clients knew is before the pandemic so um it's not actually really changed like our our ways with the clients okay so just just regarding sort of Zoom and, and Teams, and obviously we're doing this interview on, on Zoom right now. Do you think uh, do you think that's something that's here to stay even as we come out of the pandemic? Yes, I think it will be. I think there'll still be a lot of your Teams calls, your Zoom calls, people working from home, um, because at the end of the day, it's proof that the jobs can still get done whether you're in an office or not in an office. Do you think that's do you think there's a there's negative aspects to that, or is that just like almost totally a positive thing? No, I, I think it's a positive thing, but on the other hand, it's got negatives as well because you know you're obviously you're not mixing with other individuals, you're not there at the foot the face, you know, the forefront a lot of the time. So again, it has its ups, it has its downs, but it's it's everybody's different, isn't it? It's everybody's personal um, opinions and thoughts on it. Yeah. So just sort of going forwards, are you uh, are you optimistic now, sort of going forward and, and you know going into the sort of year or so as we come out of the pandemic? Not really, to be honest. Um, as I say, it hasn't really affected us at all, and we're still carrying on with our, our day-to-day business, working with our clients, providing our services. Um, you know, our associates are all in different locations. We still manage to work with them all, support them all. So we'll just carry on the way that we're working, be professional, um, and meet our clients' needs. That's definitely a good thing. A bit of a, a bit of normality is probably what we all need right now. Yeah. So. Uh... Obviously, just moving on then, uh, the environment is a massive focus right now in the energy sector and there's, you know, the government putting an emphasis on the green recovery and the transition to net zero and all that kind of thing. Uh, what is your company doing regarding being more environmentally sustainable and sort of trying to aid in this effort? Okay, so um, more and more of our operations are focused on getting uh, clients online, as, as I mentioned there. Uh, traditionally, training and competency processes and procedures would have been heavily paper-based. Um, and time consuming. So we're working hard to move clients away from these uh, dated ways of working and supporting them to implement and maintain robust cloud-based systems. Not only is this more environmental, but it also has a huge positive impact on efficiency and accuracy, which minimizes risk and duplication of effort. So therefore, indirectly, we are strengthening our clients' wider sustainability efforts. Okay. Uh, and and do you work? Uh, do you work sort of um maybe outside your company? Do you work a lot with companies that are involved in renewables and that kind of thing? We are. Um, we are just starting to work, as I say, with with um, the renewables. We're in. Uh, we're in quite a few of the organisations, um, and are looking to um, connect and, and work with them. Carry on working with them. Okay, and uh, and then obviously as well, I've seen you're involved with sort of safety management and uh, and preventing and preventing accidents from happening. Do you think that's yeah. something that's also quite important in protecting the environment or sort of preventing these damaging oh. accidents from happening in the first place? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. 
That's good. That's good. So I'm just going to move on. Finally, I'm a, I'm, I'm a journalism student. I'm sort of, a, you know, looking to graduate next year. And a lot of uh, a lot of people in university, they perhaps don't know as much about the energy sector as they should. And they don't really know what to make of it as a career option. So what would you say to the next generation of university graduates who are looking to get into this sector? Okay, so what I would basically say is that there's so much change really that needs to take place across the energy sector in relation to training competency, HSEQ, as I say, audit and industry compliance. And it's actually an exciting time to be considering the industry as the energy transition is constantly evolving. So again, there's so much choice when it comes to rules available, much more than ever before. Everything from implementing digitalization strategies and exploring the latest tech, including artificial intelligence to unlock success and improve your business performance to making a real difference to the world we live in by driving sustainability efforts and looking at renewable energy. So what I would basically say is from my perspective with 20 plus years experience, the industry is so different today and the next generation of energy workers will have a chance to be the people behind the changing face of the sector. Um, again, they will be the ones who will bring the skills and dispositions required to transform the industry with the potential to have a very powerful and rewarding career and I think that could be you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, I mean, you can, uh, no, you, can, you can look at it and we talked about the energy transition earlier. Do you think it's it's fair to say that the next generation of graduates are, are really important in sort of making those those goals a reality? Yes, absolutely. It's always good to get change as well into the into the the energy sector. So get also, use youngsters up to where you need to be. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, we've also I've also heard um, from people on, on the podcast previously that there's a bit of an emphasis on on transferable skills and sort of the ability to be to be flexible within the workplace. Is that something that you look for as well? Yes, absolutely. And that's what we've been working on and looking at as well as the transferable skills, obviously, from um, the oil and gas over over to the renewables, which is really good. Are there also any other uh, specific skills and abilities that you might look for if you were looking to bring uh, some new people into the company? Yeah, I think, you know, you really need to kind of look at uh, what their what their skills that they're willing to bring where are they willing to go and then that way you can basically work with them um and develop them and get them to where they would like to be because it's all about having the skill set the occupational you know um skills to to form to where you want to go so so just to finish off i suppose this perhaps at this point maybe applies more to oil and gas than rather than to the energy industry as a whole but a lot of a lot of young people, they perhaps see it as quite an old fashioned industry. You know, it's a bit it's, they don't quite uh, maybe they don't acknowledge the the more forward thinking aspects of it with renewables and things. But what do you think they can do to, uh, to sort of change that perception of the industry? I think there's lots of things that, you know, that are that are actually within the industry at the moment I mean you know there's lots of like webinars there's lots of things like people now are putting on like YouTube for you to go in there's lots of um more speak within it within the within the the, the uh, internet section so again I think it's just changing the older generation mindset and taking in the new ones and looking up what ifs yeah it's almost about getting out there and and consuming some of the, some of the content that exists and sort of educating yourself yeah. on on what the future looks like. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. Perfect. Well, I think that covers everything I wanted to ask. Is there anything you'd like to talk about before we finish up? No, I, I'm absolutely fine with that. Thank you for your time, Andrew.
Thanks for talking to me, Anne. You've definitely, uh, you've definitely given a different perspective on things, on, uh, on things we haven't had on the podcast just yet. So I'm thankful for you coming on and giving us your time. Uh, where can people find Anne McRobb Associates online and on social media? Okay, so we have a, a website. So it's www.annmcrobassociates.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn. I've got uh, a profile, Anne McRobb, and also Anne McRobb Associates. All right, perfect. So all the uh, all the relevant links will be found in the podcast description as usual. And, uh, and if you have time, definitely go and uh, go and check them out. So we'll be back next time to interview more members of our thriving OGV community. Until then, all previous episodes of the OGV Community Catch-Up podcasts are available on streaming platforms and on our website, of course. I've been Andrew Tindall. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. And of course, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.